Africa. Say his name. Say his name. Won't you say his name? I'm a doctor. Say his name. I'm a do the Say his name. I'm a do the Allah. Say his name. I'm a do the Allah. Say his name. 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 Won't you say his name? WTCC, good morning, welcome to the Spoken Word, I'm your host, Bishop Talbert Swan II, and as usual, I'll be telling it like it is through cultural idioms and nuances that shape the order, ethos, and chaos of the African American experience. Words have their own vitality, they shape their own consciousness and create their own context for interpreting social and spiritual reality, the spoken word contains the power to reshape the landscape of society. Seven minutes past the hour of 9 a.m. I want to thank Mr. Kenneth Barnett for bringing us up into the 9 o'clock hour with the promise. You can hear the promise every Monday morning from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., bringing you the best in gospel music. Good way to start out your Monday morning. Great way to start out your week and what a week it has been this past week um whole lot to talk about um coming up um man 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 the um state of the union was on tuesday you know the day after my program um that's the downside of only being on once a week got to catch up come the next monday uh, so the State of the Union was interesting. Rush Limbaugh got a Presidential Medal of Freedom. I mean, the same medal like Mother Teresa and Desmond Tutu and Joseph Lowry and Rosa Parks. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Um, I'm going to talk about that. Um, then, of course, the big thing that's happened over the last week has been the Gail King... Lisa Leslie interview, um, and folks have gone after Gail King, and I think rightfully so, rightfully so. She deserves to be critiqued for that foolery. Um, Snoop Dogg went after her, and now folks like Susan Rice are going after Snoop Dogg, you know, uh, and, and I think there's some criticism that's warranted there in terms of how he did what he did not the fact that he did what he did, plain and simple. Uh, I wouldn't have called her the B word and, and all of that, uh, but she deserved the criticism. Now, the thing about Susan Rice is, wait a minute, isn't your son a diehard leader and Trump supporter at Stanford? I mean, maybe you, instead of tweeting about Snoop Dogg, you ought to get some stuff straight in your own house. But anyway, we'll talk about all of that um, 
Uh, that interview on Kobe Bryant, Rush Limbaugh, all of that. 413-736-2781 is the number here if you want to chime in on the discussion. We're streaming live, uh, Facebook, um, Twitter slash Periscope, YouTube. We'll go up on the gram momentarily. But let a friend know, let somebody know the bishop is on the air right now. Uh, and you can get in on the conversation. Love to have you in on the conversation uh, this morning. It's going to be a, it's going to be hot in here. I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, all these uh, Rush Limbaugh defenders and stuff out here. Um, you know, Rush. You know, Rush is dying now. You shouldn't talk about Rush. He's dying. When Michael J. Fox was diagnosed with Parkinson's, when Jesse Jackson was diagnosed with Parkinson's, Rush ridiculed them. Rush ridiculed Elijah Cummings after he died. But now y'all want all this grace for Rush Limbaugh. Listen, cancer doesn't cure racism, okay? Just because Rush was diagnosed with lung cancer, it doesn't erase 40 years of bigotry spewed across the airwaves of America, and he deserves every single bit of criticism that he's getting, especially since 46 minus 1 had the unmitigated caucasity to put a medal of freedom on him. I mean, you, you know white supremacy is in full effect when a rapist is the president can tell a nude model the first lady to pin a medal of freedom on a drug addict now you know black folk couldn't have done that you couldn't have had a rapist <laughs> tell a nude model to pin the presidential medal of freedom on a junkie if they were all black that can only happen in america and that epitomizes white privilege and for those of you who don't think it exists, think again. I mean, really think again. Could that happen if those three players were black? I think the answer is no. 413-736-2781. 413-736-2781. Once again, uh, tell somebody the bishop is on the air. We're ready to rock and roll here um, on... Uh, the spoken word already the phone lines are ringing uh, uh you know we're gonna get to you right after the break right i promise you right after the break we're gonna hit you up stay with us don't go anywhere Folk like, oh my God, yeah, he going hard, yeah, flowing all, every track showing off, I hear most of y'all sounding so bizarre, so, now I'm texting everyone who wrote me off, yeah, all of my homie stars, we gotta make everybody know we are, hope to God this become my only job, oh my God, lately I've been going hard, oh my God, if you know that you don't have the heart, don't get 
I'm aware of all these rappers off, least spitting bars, hardly working, but you want to tell us, you've been a boss, I'm going to be the one to end the cycle, you mental pause, and lyrically, I'm the type to make you, mental pause, if there's rules to this game, I might have to bend the law, killing all rappers who be faking who they really are, I'm coming after all them till I fall, I got the folk, like, oh my God, yeah, he going hard, yeah, flowing all, every track showing off, yeah. Y'all sounding so bizarre, so now I'm texting everyone who wrote me up, yeah. All of my homie stars, we gotta make everybody know we are, yeah. Oh, for God, this become my only job, yeah. Oh, my God, lately I've been going hard, oh, my God. Gotta treat this like it's life or death. They throwing salt on the kid when I'm not even icy yet. This is just a sample for people who haven't tried me yet. Remedy for the industry minus bad side effects was down before. Now I'm up next. I don't even own a watch. I damn sure don't have time to flex. I'm barely out my mama's nest. I carry so much on my chest. Got Donald up in office. We've been salty since Obama left. I'm dealing with all kind of stress. I vowed to change the game. I need to make sure that's a promise kept. I'm working till I'm out of breath. No, it ain't just a about a check, got pressure breathing down my neck. Your favorite rapper sound a mess. My crew, the truth, don't doubt the set. And I don't see a lot of threats. 413, I got a rep. I know a lot of cats who rap, but most of the time I'm not impressed. And I don't mean to sound like all the salty, all this talking about the market ain't the same. So I can explain why I'm not popping yet. To my story, you cannot attest. This is not a test. You don't got the answers. Yeah, project in the works. I swear to God, I'm setting standards. Yeah, got the folk like, oh my God, yeah, going hard, yeah, flowing all, every track showing off, yeah, I hear most of y'all sounding so bizarre, so, now I'm texting everyone who wrote me off, yeah, all of my homie stars, we gotta make everybody know we are, hope to God this become my only job, yeah, oh my God, lady, I've been going hard, oh my God, only positive vibes when I'm with the squad. Y'all can stick to the beef like a shish kebab. Yeah, I'm the truth. You can never say I lied. If you heard that I quit, it's the day I died. Got the folk like, oh my God, yeah. Going hard, yeah. Flowing all, every track showing off, yeah. Lord, I repent, I know I said your name in vain. I just had to let these people know I'm finna change the game, whoa. Yeah. Hey, my God. about her yet what we know is significant we know that she was a follower of Jesus and that on resurrection morning she was at the tomb before any of the apostles Mark 16 and 9 tells us when Jesus rose early that morning he appeared first to Mary Magdalene out of whom he had cast seven demons now that's an interesting statement right there because if you believe the Bible and you believe in God you must also believe in Satan. If you believe in angels you must also believe in demons because they are the counterparts of angels. They are the workmen of Satan in the realm of evil and into Mary's heart and soul and life had come seven of them. But then one day, Jesus came 
and commanded those demons to come out of her even as he had commanded the demons to come out of the man called Legion because he was possessed with so many. They must have come out of her much like they came out of him and for the first time she was free. For the first time her burden of sin had been lifted. She was free to become the person whom God created her to be and to realize that there's something beautiful and something good and something worthwhile in her life. So Mary Magdalene became a follower of Jesus. Jesus had redeemed her and cleansed her and saved her. And now at the cross, she was seeing just how much her redemption had cost Jesus. Uh, sisters and brothers, don't think that God just snapped his fingers one day and we were redeemed. Don't think God just waved a magic wand and all of our sins were gone. No, it wasn't that easy. It cost God everything that he had to give up his only begotten son to make it possible for you and for me to be redeemed from our sins. And Mary Magdalene at the cross stands as an eternal testimony to the love of God and his willingness to forgive us today. And I just believe that somebody in here tonight can testify that I'm only here tonight because of the power of the cross. I'm only here tonight because when everybody else saw nothing in me, God looked beyond my faults and he saw my need. He looked beyond my mistakes. He looked beyond my idiosyncrasies. He looked beyond my proclivities. He looked beyond my bad habits. He looked beyond my mess-ups and said, there's somebody that's worth redemption. And I'm so glad tonight. I told you earlier, I can't sing, but guess what? God gave me a song. That the angels cannot sing. I've been washed in the blood of the crucified one. I have been redeemed. I got to hurry on here, but what these three women saw and knew about Jesus that the brothers didn't seem to understand was that although circumstances seemed to be bleak, they seemed to be untenable, things seemed to be all messed up and life had taken a turn for the worse. But they looked at Jesus and they understood that he was on a cross, but he was still the Savior. I just came by here on Good Friday to tell you that he's still the Savior. He was hanging at Calvary. Not because he was sentenced, but because he was Savior. He lived as a Savior. He died 
as a savior. And if you wait just a couple more days, he'll rise as a savior. Even in the worst of circumstances, he was still the savior. I came to tell you, even if life circumstances have snatched you by the collar and seized you beyond your control, remember that the savior is just a prayer away, just a cry away, just a whisper away. If you find yourself in the midst of a storm, just like Peter, you can say, Lord, save me. Just like David said, the heavens and the earth declare the glory of God. Savior. S.M. Lockridge said, my Savior is the only one whom there are no means of measure that can define his limitless love. No far-seeing telescope that can bring into visibility the coastline of his sure of supplies. No barriers that can hinder him from pouring out his blessing. Let Dr. Phil doubt him. 
is manifold. His promise is sure. His light is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. His yoke is His He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. I came to tell you that heaven can't contain him. Man can't explain him. Can't get him out your mind. Can't wash him off your hands. You can't outlive him. You can't live without him. Pilate couldn't find fault in him. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't hold him. The grave couldn't stop him. He always was. He always will be. He been there before been there got there. And when been there leaves there, he'll still be there. He's still. Now, your first warning weather forecast from Western Mass News. We'll have light rain and light snow. Conditions will actually improve as the morning goes on. We'll dry it off this afternoon. Any minor accumulations will melt away. Temperatures this afternoon will reach near 40. For tonight, it'll be mostly cloudy. Overnight lows in the middle and upper 30s. For tomorrow, cloudy skies, a few rain showers around. Most of the day, it won't be doing a whole lot. Temperatures back near 40. And for Wednesday, we should have a decent amount of sunshine, a bit breezy, but overall a nice day with high temperatures once again right around 40 degrees. With your Western Mass News First Warning Forecast, I'm meteorologist Dan Brown. STCC's Office of Multicultural Affairs presents their 15th annual Soul Food and Jazz Luncheon and Sankofa Award Presentation. Live music from Ron Lawrence. Wednesday, February 19th, Building 2, The Gym, from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Proceeds goes to the Myra D. Smith Scholarship Fund. For more information, 413-755-4461 or the web at www.stcc.edu slash campus life slash diversity. This program has been underwritten by Metrocom Income Tax Service. Hi, I'm Tom Morrow, president of Metrocom Tax Services, specializing in individual sole proprietorships, corporations, partnerships, estate tax planning, accounting, and bookkeeping. E-files for faster returns. Metrocom Tax Service, where early filers get early returns. Located at 11 Preston Street, Springfield, 413-737-8446-737-8446. WTCC would like to thank Metrocom Tax Services for underwriting with us. This program has been underwritten by the Spring of Hope Church of God in Christ. The Spring of Hope Church of God in Christ presents the 10th annual Lift Every Voice Lecture Series. Learning from the past, looking towards the future. Featuring February 11th is host Ayanna Crawford, spoken word by Ava Celeste, music by Vanessa Ford, and keynote speaker, former national president of the NAACP, Cornell William Brooks. 
February 18th. It's host Keyshawn Dobbs. Spoken word by Nofa Lukuja. Music by T. Swan. Keynote speaker, political commentator, and media personality, Dr. Ava Jones Deweaver. Dance each night by youthful expressions. Each program starts at 6.30 p.m. at the Spring of Hope Church, 35 Alden Street, Springfield, Mass. Bishop Talbert Swan II is pastor. WTCC would like to thank Spring of Hope Church of God in Christ for underwriting with us. Ninety point seven W TCC Good morning. Welcome to the spoken word, Bishop Talbert Swan the second. Well listen, on tomorrow we continue our Lift Every Voice lecture series. You don't want to miss it. If you missed last Tuesday. You just missed it. You just missed it. You just missed Go to our, our YouTube. You can check out the live stream. But just listen, listen, listen. When I tell you everything was on point, when I tell you uh, Shauna Joseph gave a riveting spoken word piece, when I tell you youthful expressions gave an inspirational dance presentation. When I tell you Brother K. Sam and Reverend J.P. Morgan put it down in the music area, and when I tell you uh, our guest Karen Hunter did her thing on last Tuesday, I'm telling you the truth. That I mean, that's that's the way it went down. It was It was awesome. It was epic. It was off the charts. And we continue tomorrow... 6.30 p.m. Tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Spring of Hope, Church of God in Christ. The Reverend Cornell William Brooks, okay, former national president of the NAACP, lifelong civil rights activist, all right, attorney, constitutional law. He's a professor at Harvard. You want to be there tomorrow. You want to be there tomorrow. D. Moss is coming through, giving us spoken word. I got Vanessa Ford giving us song. I got Youthful Expressions giving us dance. It's going to be another dynamic time tomorrow night. You want to be at the Spring of Hope Church early. You want to get there. You want to get there. You want to get there. You want to be there. And then we're going to wrap it all up on the um, 18th, Avis Jones DeWeaver. Look her up right now, okay? Look her up right now. If you, if you haven't heard of her, look her up. She's going to be our guest on that final week. She used to be the uh, executive director of the National Council of Negro Women, best-selling author, speaks on women's empowerment and several other important issues. Also, media personality on TV One, BET, MSNBC, CNN, all that stuff. 
she's going to be our guest on the 18th. So you want to be in the house uh, as we continue to celebrate Black History Month with our 10th annual Lift Every Voice lecture series. Now, listen up, listen up, listen up, listen up. Listen up. Listen. Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh got the presidential medal of freedom. Think about that just for a minute. Rush Limbaugh got the presidential Medal of Freedom. Good morning, caller. Bishop, let's put it this way. The devil got cancer, now they want us to feel sorry for him. Well, you know, you know, you know, the, the whole the right wingers mocked Elijah Cummings when he died. They they forget. They they think we they think we got amnesia. This was just like a month ago. They were mocking Elijah Cummings' death. They mocked Jesse Jackson when he announced his Parkinson disease diagnosis. Um, And they continually mock anyone black or brown, anyone they disagree with. But then all of a sudden, we're supposed to erase Rush Limbaugh's 40 years of bigotry simply because he announced his cancer diagnosis. No, that doesn't that doesn't go away. That just means you got a bigot with cancer. White nationalism has just disavowed the, the, the hierarchy of the Medal of Honor. That's all I got to say. Thank you for your call. 413-736-2781. The caller's absolutely right. Th- think about it just for a minute. Just for a minute. There was Mother Teresa. Okay? A heroine of our times. Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks. I mean, icon for freedom in America. You had Eli Weissel. Okay? Watch against the forces of hatred. You had Jackie Robinson, who struck a blow for equality, freedom, and the American way of life. You had Desmond Tutu, who fought against apartheid in South Africa. You had Joseph Lowry, one of the founders of the Southern Christian Leadership Council, a compatriot of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and civil rights icon in his own right. You had Shirley Chisholm, Congresswoman, first African American to run for president of the United States. These are all people who received the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And now joining them and all of the other recipients. The highest award bestowed by the government on a civilian. Joining them is Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh. 
the racist, white supremacist, profane talk radio host who molded a form of loud and brass conservatism for decades. Here is the guy who used to play on his radio program at the start of his radio program when Barack Obama was president, Barack the Magic Negro. This guy got the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Hello? You're on the air. Oh, I wanted to leave a message with someone. Um, No, I can't talk to you. I'm live on the air. 413-736-2781. Y'all can't leave no messages. Nothing like that. This is a live uh, line directly into the studio. 413-736-2781. This guy got the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Yeah, Bishop, this is just an addendum to our last conversation. He smoked cigars for the longest time, and he already knew that there's a health warning out by the FDA that if you smoke, you're going to get lung cancer. I'm not feeling sorry for that monkey. Thank you very much. All right. 413-736-2781. He, he ain't feeling sorry, y'all. He, he really ain't. Good morning, caller. All right, y'all playing with my phone lines today? 413-736-2781. Oh, man. And then Limbaugh had the nerve to act like he was surprised, you know. Um, now, here, here's here's the rub. Here's the rub. Um, this happened days after Limbaugh, who's 69 years old, announced that he had been diagnosed with late-stage lung cancer. And Trump thanked him for his decades of tireless devotion to our country. Tireless devotion to our country. Are you serious right now? Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Yes, good morning. Now, this is, you know, weighing in on your conversation here. You know, people like uh, Rush Lombard that you got on the subject this morning here, um, they put these guys there. Of course, you know, you and I know that uh, this guy is one of the biggest races actually in the world, or definitely in this country. And they make him out of a martyr. So young people that's coming along and people that really, you know, walking around with their head in the sand really don't know this guy. So 25, 30, 50 years from now, this guy would have his, his head carved into a rock out there with the rest of the presidents out there, you know, in, in the Midwest or wherever that is. And make it seem like you know uh, he never did anything wrong, never destructed anything that that uh, the black community has done, or even the white community that's trying to make America better. So uh, people just need to pay attention and keep their mind on what's going on because right now, uh, with our boy number forty-five in the White House, everything wants to go backwards, and that's this avenue to take this whole country and the world up if people give them that hand to do is take it backwards. Thank you very much, sir. All right, thank you for your call. 413-736-2781. Now, Limbaugh has disparaged women. Of course, he calls them feminazis, black people, Native Americans, immigrants, the disabled, and and many other communities. Um, I, I mean, you know, over and over again, 
you know, he's he's gone on the airwaves with racist and sexist remarks. Um, he called women sluts and prostitutes. Um, he promoted the birther claim um, against President Barack Obama uh, that he was not born in the United States. Uh, he questioned why Native Americans would be upset um, if they were forcibly removed, um, you know, uh, over and over and over and over again. He mocked Michael J. Fox and said he was faking the symptoms of Parkinson's disease. He he said that all criminals look like Jesse Jackson. He He said the NFL was a bunch of games between the Crips and the Bloods because there were so many black NFL players. This is Rush Limbaugh. This is the recipient of the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Yes, I'm calling to claim a prize that I won on the poker program Sunday night. Okay, you're on the air. You're on the air. You're on the air. I, I, listen, lady, this is the second time you called. I am live on the air. I'm not conducting poker business or any other business right now. You need to call the main line. I don't have time to look it up and get it to you. Use Google. It's your friend. Thank you. All right. 413-736-2781. 413-736-2781 uh, is the number. If you want to chime in on the conversation. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Hi, good morning. How are you? I'm good. Where you know, here's the thing. Where's our Rush Limbaugh? We we have endured this kind of carnival barking since Rush started. He was entertaining to some people for limited reasons. I found him amusing because he was a simpleton who displayed amazing ignorance. And, uh, I just don't know what we're going to do about something like this, though, because this phenomenon seems unique to the right wing. Well, I wouldn't, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if 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 at the next State of the Union, maybe David Duke gets one, and yeah, you know, and and, and who knows who else um, uh, Trump is going to give one. When you got a Klansman in the White House, you know, anything's possible. Yeah, I just. I'm worried about what we're going to do about this. What, uh, what I mean by this is the phenomenon of the popularity, the popularization, the popularity of this guy is quite a phenomenon. We have to admit that he has millions of listeners and millions of fans, even Trump and Z. So I don't know what to do. I mean, we, we need to somehow have our voices heard at the same level with the same popularity with reason and, and unity and why, why is this happening? This is That's America. This is, thank you for your call, this is America. Uh, the only thing that happened was Barack Obama's presidency woke up the racist underbelly, and those who would, who would deal in covert racism just came to the forefront and said, you know what the heck with it, we're just going to be up, up front and, and out in the open with it like we were back in the 40s and the 50s. That, that's the only thing that's happened. It's just flipped, you know, um, and it was there all the time. Trump is a symptom of a wider problem. He did not bring all of this on, all right? He exacerbates it for sure, 
But this has always existed in America. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Thank God that soon the conservative Christian right-wing Republican will be the minority in this country. Thank God. This should motivate everyone to be to get registered to vote and 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 get into your community. And if people don't have the means to get to uh, to go and vote, then then put together carpools because this uh, this this kind of rhetoric is is just outrageous with Rush Limbaugh. Uh, and another thing is, is to push for, for to end Citizens United and try and bring back the, the fairness doctrine to reporting. Uh, that's that's very important, I think. And thanks for all your hard work and and uh, appreciate it. All right, thank you for your call. Absolutely, Citizens United um, taints our elections for sure. Uh, good morning, caller. You're on the air. Good morning. I'm Bishop Swan. I think you're doing a very good show this morning. And all I want to say is that um, we have to remember that Rush Limbaugh made his money by selling Oxycontin. He sold like 900000 some ungodly amount. And that's why he ended up having the cochlean plant because he had a hearing problem. Yeah, he's so, a drug dealer man, and a drug addict. There you go. So now when when... You, if you're going to beat a man like Trump or, or Rush Lumber, you got to stick to the facts. You focus on the facts, and every time they open their mouth, you remind them who they are. You remind who is next to them. And then people start hearing you. When you start just pointing the finger at them and, giving, and don't give the facts, then people forget who those people are. So I want to thank you for doing a great job of reminding people about history this morning. Thank you, and keep keep doing a great job. All right. Thank you for your call. 413-736-2781. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. I'm not looking for any poker prizes, but, you know, I've been listening to Rush Limbaugh for a long time. You know, he's entertaining. Uh, you know, he's also very intelligent. And Barack the Magic Negro was entertaining. You know, he does different. You know, the guy's been on the air 15 hours a was, week. Was Barack like the Magic years. Negro entertaining? I don't even remember that, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, he played it He played it just about the whole Obama presidency. Barack the Magic Negro lives by the sea. Yeah, a whole song, a whole jingle huh? he used to play. Yeah, you can look well, it up on YouTube. You can look it up on YouTube me, right now. I will, but let me ask you this. How can somebody who uh, defends... Reverend Farrakhan, like you have all these years, you talk about controversial uh, and racist remarks. How can you defend Farrakhan? What Farrakhan got to do with Rush Limbaugh? Get, what, can you ask me? Well, you, you, well, first of all, Farrakhan, uh, his anti-Jewish remarks, his anti-white remarks. No, no, he's not. Farrakhan, Farrakhan, now we're not going to talk at the same time, dude. We ain't going to do that. We ain't gonna do that, and you ain't gonna flip the script and change the subject. First of all, Minister Farrakhan is for justice and equality for black people. Minister Farrakhan condemns the white power structure and white supremacy. He is not anti-Jewish. He is not anti-white. And you got to understand, being pro-black does not mean being anti-white. But yet and still, you're trying to flip the script and put something on me. 
instead of defending your support for a virulent anti-black, anti-woman, anti-Jewish, anti-immigrant, anti-anything that is not white and male, Rush Limbaugh. Now, you defend your support for Rush Limbaugh. This ain't about me defending anything with you, okay? How often do you listen to Rush? How often do you listen to Rush? That, defend what Rush has done. Ain't got nothing to do with how often I listen to Rush. Can you defend him calling Michelle Obama a gorilla? Can you, uh, 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 can you defend him saying every criminal looks like Jesse Jackson? Can you defend him saying the NFL is nothing but a bunch of games between the Crips and the Bloods because of the number of black players who play in the league? Defend that nonsense. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. You can't do it. Rush is a bigot. This ain't got nothing to do with Farrakhan. Okay? That's you white folks go to. Every time you want to talk, you want to try to, you got Chicago and you got Farrakhan. We're not doing that game today. I wrote a whole article. Look it up online. Okay? Repudiating Farrakhan. I wrote it. It's on Blavity right now. You can look it up. And you can find out my viewpoint on your whole um, um, obsession with the minister and always trying to castigate him and use him like he's the equivalent of these virulent white supremacists. And he's not. Stop it. Cut it out. We're not doing that today. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Caller, you're on the air. There's a delay. Turn your radio down. Hi, my name is Tiffany. I, I follow you on Twitter. I love you. This is for your previous caller. Let me explain something. I'm getting tired of the whataboutism. Rush Limbaugh is premium trash. That man is... Double premium Obama. trash. I'm sorry? I said double premium trash. Yes. He is something. Obama. He came for Donovan McNabb. Uh, he said that the NFL uh, praised him because they were they wanted it was uh, glamorous to have a black male as a quarterback. Here's my thing: historically, the quarterback position in the NFL has been white, and they love to keep it that way, just like they love to keep the head coaching position white. But I'm getting off track here. I'm tired of hearing when well, we call out racist. I'm tired of hearing. Well, what about what about this person? What about that person? Address the topic at hand. I am not someone Exactly. What what we we not talking about Farrakhan and and last time I checked there was no black president pinning the the presidential medal of freedom on Farrakhan and if they did then it's it it it, it would be a subject you could talk about whether or not he deserved it. But we talking about the son of a Klansman, the son of a Klansman rapist having his soft porn model wife pin a medal of freedom on a junkie uh, racist. That's what happened. And that's white privilege at its uh, at its epic uh, level. Exactly. And going back to going back to Michelle Obama who exemplified class. They dogged her every minute when she decided to bare her arms. When she decided to wear a jacket, a, a dress where her arms were showing. But yet when when Melania comes into the White House her nude body is all over the internet. You can Google her breasts, but 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 they say she's the classiest first lady ever. But Fox News 
hold Melania Trump to some type of standard that is it's unfathomable to me. Like I don't, I do not understand. I do not understand. But 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 Rush Limbaugh, I'm gonna, I'm sorry, I don't want to take up all your time, but I do not have any sympathy for Rush Limbaugh. This man is vile. I feel like the cancer is his karma. I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend one one minute feeling any sympathy for that man. He needs to go, and I hope that cancer hits him swiftly and quickly so we can get rid of him. All right. Thank you for your call. You're welcome. Bye-bye. 413-736-2781. Let me flip. Let me turn it real quick because I got to get to this before I get off the air. Uh, the Gail King controversy. Okay, so so Gail King, Oprah's buddy, you, you know, um, she was interviewing Lisa Leslie about the legacy of Kobe Bryant. And she went along a line of questioning about the 2003 sexual assault allegations against Kobe. Now, we know those those charges were dismissed. Okay. Now, people tend to think that, oh, well, they were dismissed, which means he wasn't acquitted, so he's probably still guilty. Or he apologized, so he's still guilty. No, apologizing um, for for the situation or whatever misunderstanding existed between him and the young lady was not an admission of guilt. He never admitted guilt. He stood up as a man, as a grown man, took responsibility for what had happened, and he took his life in a completely different direction and was a model citizen uh, ever since that encounter that happened when he was 24 years old. Um, But Gail wanted to throw that into the mix about whether or not that taints his legacy. And Lisa Leslie, shout out to Lisa Leslie, okay, Uh, who was a a boss in the way she handled that interview and basically told Gail, listen, um, this is something uh, that the media needs to leave alone. You know, it was dismissed against him. Um, and that's where we ought to leave it. And, and I, I mean, if you watch the interview, um, kudos go out to Lisa Leslie big time. But Gail kept pressing the issue, pressing the issue. Well, you know, Lisa, you wouldn't see it. He was your friend. You wouldn't see it. Yet, Gail King was friends with Charlie Rose. She defended him and said there's two sides to every story. Gail King was friends with Harvey Weinstein. She has said nothing about him. The most she's done is interview his lawyer so his defense could get some play on the air. Gail King defended Al Franken, who was accused of sexual assault by eight different women. Basically said it was just stupid and sophomoric what he did. So while Gail King defends or is silent on white men, accused of sexual assault she got a whole lot of smoke for black men and i'm not saying these black men don't deserve it kobe doesn't um um, but she had smoke for r kelly uh, bill cosby but then the two that really bother me kobe bryant who is now deceased and had charges dismissed and michael jackson who is deceased and had charges and was acquitted of the charges against him. How is it you going after two deceased black men 
who went through the criminal justice system. One came out acquitted. One had charges dismissed against him. Why are you still harping on that with two men who can't defend themselves? So after the interview, after CBS released the portion of the interview where Gail was harping on the sexual assault charge, um, she criticized them for using the video clip, what she called the most salacious part of her interview with Lisa Leslie that they, they, they took it out of context. No, 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 no. Now, we, we saw the exact context. Um, she criticized them. CBS came to her defense. Um, you know, they said that, 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 that it was unfair for them to use that particular clip. Listen, we're not stupid. For that clip to get circulated means those at CBS had to edit the clip, review the clip. It had to go through several layers of approval before it was even released. Stop acting like, oops, I made a mistake and uploaded this part of the interview. Do we look that dumb? We're not stupid. You did that for likes and clicks and to get folk to go back and watch the whole interview. We know why you did it. We know why you did it. And so Gail got backlash. She got the full measure of black Twitter's wrath. Black Instagram's wrath. Black Facebook's wrath. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. She comes back frustrated because she was being dragged and did an Instagram video in response to the backlash and, you know, basically said, you know, she was upset um, that, 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 that if, if she had only seen the clip that we saw, She'd be angry with her, too. Um, but Gail never apologized to Vanessa Bryant and Kobe's children. Never, never said it was wrong. Never made any admission regarding the inappropriateness of that line of questioning. Just threw CBS under the bus uh, and said it was taken out of context. In other words, she doubled down and justified what happened. Now, Snoop Dogg came along, as did a whole bunch of other people, to criticize Gail. And Snoop Dogg used some very colorful language, as he always does. That's Snoop. You know, if you listen to his music, if you follow him, if you know anything about Snoop, that shouldn't have been a surprise to anybody. Um, um, he called her a funky dog head 
B word. I thought that was inappropriate. You know, calling any woman, especially a black woman, a B word. Um, but that's Snoop. Don't act like y'all surprised that that came from Snoop. So while the language he used was inappropriate, the fact that he criticized her for what she did was not. So you can go ahead and criticize the language that was used. I agree with you. I'm down with that. But don't try to act like he or anyone else who was critical of what she did didn't have a right to be. Because they were. They did. You know, Lisa Leslie said, you know, she didn't see Kobe as being the kind of person that would do something to violate a woman or be aggressive with them. Um, that wasn't the person that she knew. Um, it wasn't the person that she knew. And LeBron James came out, supported Lisa Leslie. Uh, a lot of people came out supporting Lisa Leslie. Uh, but Gail King, you know, said, you know, as his friend, you wouldn't see it. And maybe that was projection because I guess as Charlie Rose's friend, you didn't see him sexually assaulting all of them women he was assaulting, huh? Maybe maybe that was a little bit of projection. Um, and Snoop asked the, the question, why are you attacking us? Respect the family. Back off. I agree with all of that. I agree with all of that. Gail and Oprah have a thing when it comes to interviewing the alleged victims and and exposing uh, sexual assault allegations against black men while ignoring their white friends. Oprah's healer, who she has had on her show periodically, was convicted of God knows how many different cases of sexual abuse. She ain't brought not one of those victims on her show. And had nothing to say about that. Nothing. So you 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 cannot and, and here's the thing, you gotta understand this. When black men and black women talk about this disparity, they're not defending R. Kelly or Bill Cosby. They are pointing out the obvious disparity in how these two black women with a powerful platform go after black men, the Russell Simmons of the world, etc., but are quiet when it comes to white men that are in their own circles. Now, you cannot ignore that disparity. You've got to ask the question. You, 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 you've got to wonder, you know, why? you got, you got, you got to want, you, you want to go after Michael Jackson, but you're not going after Elvis Presley, a dead white entertainer you know who had who used to 
sleep with underage girls he called his pearls. But nobody is tarnishing the reputation of Elvis. Matter of fact, black folk are running off and doing specials uh, 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 for him. When John Legend was appearing in the R. Kelly documentary, he was also working on being in a an Elvis Presley um, um, tribute. How ironic is that? Absolutely amazing. 413-736-2781. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Yeah, I, uh, you know what, um, uh, Pastor um, Bishop, I think that um, if, if they did do those interviews with all those characters that you mentioned, you know, the the um, um, the Kirk Douglas, the Kevin Spacey, all of them, the Weinstein, I don't think they would have gotten the backlash. Gail would have gotten the backlash that she's gotten. And, and you're right, it's about the balance. It's all about the balance. And they didn't do that. Absolutely. Thank you for your call. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, this, this, who am I speaking to? You're on the air. You're on. You're on live with Bishop Swan. Oh, Bishop Swan, how you doing? Um, listen, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really have a comment this morning, man. I'm sorry. I was just trying to find out some station information this morning. God bless you, sir. How are you? All right. I'm doing well. Thank you for your call. Four one three seven three six. Two seven eight one. So after Gail got through throwing CBS under the bus, she said there's going to be a very intense discussion about them releasing uh, that clip. Now, I find that complaint unusual because network anchors usually iron out problems with news executives behind the scenes. Gail is getting $11 million a year. It would seem to me that she would have some level of discretion over what gets released. It, 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 just, would, it, it just would seem that way. Um, and this all happened like weeks after Oprah was put under the social media spotlight because of her role as an executive producer on that documentary film that was focused on sexual assault allegations against Russell Simmons that she eventually pulled out of. She abandoned the project uh, because she said there were some inconsistencies in uh, the stories of the victims. But then she comes back out later and says, I still believe the victims. How are there inconsistencies in their stories that cause you to pull out of the project, but you still believe them. Um, you know, I, I believe that victims of sexual assault need to be heard. They need to be taken seriously. But at the same time, we cannot go along, especially with black men, we cannot go along this line of thinking that allegations should be believed without question. So this whole hashtag, believe survivors, believe women, believe, 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 believe. Some ought to be believed because their stories are credible. Some folks' stories are not credible. Like Kobe's accuser, story was not credible. 
threefold, five different semens in her. Some after the alleged encounter with Kobe. Who gets raped and then goes and has sex with somebody else? Five witnesses that were ready, ready to testify that she went bragging and boasting after the event about how she had sex with Kobe. She's on video doing a freestyle, karaoke style, in a bar about the event. That, that holds all up in her story, people ready to testify against her so she doesn't show up. So the prosecutors had to throw the case out. Some folks shouldn't be believed. So this whole and and then when you look at the history, black men being accused of rape, sexual assault by white women. When you look at the Scottsboro Boys, when you look at Emmett Till, when you look at so many other situations, a whole town, Rosewood, Florida, destroyed, and people lynched because a white woman falsely accused a black man. And that wasn't something that happened in ancient history. That happens every single day. White woman accuses football players at a college last year, and her story was completely false. I mean, you can go through the annals of history with where people just think, if I blame it on a black man, they're going to believe it. And so you have to excuse us if we're a little bit leery when white women are accusing black men of sexual assault, given the history in America and given the response by law enforcement when it comes to white women versus black men. There's a black young man in jail now who was 20 years old when, when he kissed a 17-year-old white girl, uh, they did not have sex. He got nine years in jail for statutory rape. You know, th th and this this is common. So don't act like we don't have a right to be a little bit leery when we hear about those accusations. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Good morning, Bishop. How are you, sir? I'm good. Great, great. Um, I'm calling from the U.K. Just want to touch base with you. I really enjoy your show, but I wanted to... What part of the U.K.? I'm in uh, South uh, East England. All right. Not too far from Winchester. I'm probably about an hour uh, drive from London. All right. Good morning. Good morning. So I wanted to chime in on Gail. I wholeheartedly believe that she has utter disdain and contempt for the black community. And the way that she continues to run interference for her white paymasters speaks volumes. I mean, when you talk about a journalist, she wants someone with integrity to have some type balanced coverage. And we've seen no in-depth coverage on Weinstein, Rose, Woody Allen, Matt Lauer, Kevin Spacey, Les Munez, none of them. Why? Not only is she a coward, but she is a guardian and a caretaker for white supremacy. I, absolutely. I, I, you know, I, there's no disagreement there because, I mean, the record bears that out. The rec I mean, while while when you pull up the clips, you, you know what she has to say about Michael Jackson, Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, and even Kobe. But then when you pull up the video clips, she's defending Al Franken. She's defending 
um, uh, 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 Charlie Rose. She's silent on Weinstein in, unless she's interviewing his lawyer. And who interviews the lawyer of somebody who's been accused? How come when it comes to black men, you're interviewing the alleged victims uh, or the friends, uh, but you're interviewing the lawyer of Weinstein. Doesn't that seem to be a little bit strange? I mean, I think that bears out exactly what you're saying. Very strange. And this really movement to widen this so-called divide between black men and black women, there is no divide. Because we will not, as black men, sit idly by and co-sign anyone sexually assaulting our women, children. We don't do that. What they are trying to do, I think this is a concerted effort led by, and I'm going to say it, the Democrats, to, I mean, to really push this feminist movement among our black women. And they need to be very careful because at its inception, the feminist movement, was not pro-black women. It has and never been pro-black women. women. Need to realize. It's never been pro-black women. The feminist movement in America has always been about white women trying to bring themselves on par with white men. It has never been about the equality of all women. And black women need to understand that these white feminists are not their allies. And, and, and I think Rachel Cargill put it the best when she said, white feminism is nothing but white supremacy in heels. It, it, I agree 110% because at the end of the day, those white women will support their white husbands, their white sons, their white uncles, etc. And they will be on code for them. Absolutely. Thank you for your call. All right, take care now. All right. I got to move out your way. Uh, let me play this radio cart uh, so you get the information about the uh, lecture series again. Uh, don't touch the dial. Coming up next is Mrs. Cynthia Butler with mid-morning jazz and great black music. So you want to keep it locked right here. Remember, tomorrow at 6.30 p.m., 35 Alden Street at the Spring of Hope Church of God in Christ, Reverend Cornell William Brooke, former national president of the NAACP, is our guest speaker, all right, at our Lift Every Voice lecture series, which continues on tomorrow. You don't want to miss it, all right? Uh, stay right there. This program has been underwritten by the Spring of Hope Church of God in Christ. The Spring of Hope Church of God in Christ presents the 10th annual Lift Every Voice lecture series. Learning from the past, looking towards the future. Featuring February 11th, its host, Ayanna Crawford, spoken word by Ava Celeste, music by Vanessa Ford, and keynote speaker, former national president of the NAACP, Cornell William Brooks. February 18th, its host, Keyshawn Dodds, spoken word by Nofa Lukuja, music by T. Swan, keynote speaker, political commentator, and media personality, Dr. Ava Jones Deweaver, dance each night by youthful expressions. Each program starts at 6.30 p.m. at the Spring of Hope Church, 35 Alden Street, Springfield, Mass. Bishop Talbert Swan II is pastor. WTCC would like to thank Spring of Hope Church of God in Christ for underwriting with us. That's it. 
That's all, y'all. That's all, folks. Listen, I got to get out your way. Once again, coming up next is Mrs. Cynthia Butler with Mid-Morning Jazz and great black music. Keep it locked right here. Be back with you on next Monday if the Lord say the same. Until the next time I talk to you and you talk to me, always remember God loves you and so do I. Wait, let me say happy anniversary to my wife uh, on the 8th, two days ago. Uh, we celebrated 29 years. That's a long time. Uh, in any case, uh, so happy anniversary to Lady Cynthia Swan. I got to get out your way. You all take care. Peace and blessings.